Welcome to C-Suite Radio. We're down here chatting with John Berenholtz, a sentence I was not expecting to say this time last week. We are talking about American Auto and other things. John, thanks for your time. It's a pleasure to meet you. Yes, of course. Of course. Happy to be here. Thanks for well, having me. I, I'm so excited. This show is so much fun. I mean, I've loved watching you on all of your projects, but this show is really funny <laughs> your cast is just the best you play i mean you the characters you play are all very different but you seem to really have a seat uh, i shouldn't say scene you do have a sweet spot when it comes to comedy and just really that humor that's not it, it's gonna sound strange not funny just to be funny but funny that drives the story along does that make sense and and i'm curious how how does that process work for you and your brother both? I mean, it's just, it's like, it makes sense. It it adds to the story. Absolutely. Well, thank you for saying that. It's very kind of you. I think, I think it, it comes from a, uh, it, it's the fine tuning that comes from a background of, uh, you know, getting started in improv comedy, which is where both of us came from, uh, yeah. as opposed to stand up, which is a little different, uh, different approaches of like of a, a way in for a joke and uh, you know I think improv is really good at making sure you're uh, finding the edge for characters that can be like you know find the edge where they exist between you know funny and real you know uh, you know have them be the vehicle of a real person that can say something ridiculous with it still seeming believable I think is the the sweet spot for that and it's just it just coming up watching people that we love do that same work is uh is at least where i got it so i guess i guess it's just being a copycat uh but you know you know coming up you know watching people like uh you know uh Carell in the office or you know fr frankly gervais in the original office these yeah. these uh to name two of the same type of character uh these these folks who, who are able to do that and, and seem very real and you probably wouldn't want to hang out with them, but you'd want to watch someone else hang out with them. <laughs> That's funny. I would imagine, I don't know. I think the, the world of improv is so fascinating and I've had other, you know, folks on who have done both. Uh, maybe they've dabbled in stand up a little bit. Did that ever interest you at all at any part of your journey? You know, I did it a little bit, uh, a little bit in Chicago when I was there and uh, my buddy Rob Belushi and I used to do like a college tour when we were first starting out and we'd do some stand up to open our improv show. And it wasn't, you know, it, it's college stand up. So that's it's just super easy. It's not the same thing. Uh, but I think like ultimately it just came down to the the community that's in improv uh, or was when I was coming up at least was, you know, it was you you learn how to be a team player and stand up is very much you're on your own. And it's, it's a, it's a tougher, it's a tougher road life. You know, you're, you're by yourself. You're, you really have to go on the road and like go at it alone. I think just like, I've always liked team dynamics. Uh, and, and that was something I always responded to of, you know, it's, 
it's helpful to to know when six other people think you're doing something wrong. You know? Yeah, because no, I get it. And Justin, yeah. It's interesting. I've, as a sidebar, I've had other comedians on and they say that, you know, it's like even like from one end of the spectrum to the other, like a Bill Ingvall, he's like you go and play a 70,000 seat arena and then you still have to go to some tiny little hotel out in the middle of nowhere by yourself. Yeah. And like you have this moment that's a high and then all of a sudden and then Matt Walsh on the other end, who's done all of the improv things. He's like, I would prefer to go hang out with a group of people at Denny's at two in the morning uh, than like be by myself. American Auto, I could talk to you all day about your craft because I find it so fascinating. But these episodes coming up are very exciting before we hit a break. What can we expect from a storyline without spoiling anything? And, and what can we see from your character? Just the ensemble in general. Sure. You know, well, it, it, in last week's episode, uh, we see, uh, or the week before, actually, we see, you know, Wesley kind of uh, saves the day by remembering his crypto password and being able to be the main <laughs> yeah. investor buyout for the company. Uh, and uh, it, it, we're still tracking that season long storyline of uh, getting the stock price back up higher to what it would have been, you know, when Catherine would have been fired earlier in the season. So mm. This last episode is really a great bookend of eye on the prize of getting that stock price up. Also, the Pika, the car, the horrible looking car that we've been talking about forever, uh, is is on the precipice of release. And you know, if that goes well, that stock price is going to hit. And Justin Spitzer and the writing staff are so good at breaking stories where just when you think you're focused on one thing, something comes out of left field. And I don't want to give it away, but. Uh, that's what happens in this episode where you, you know, eyes are on the prize for these stories that we've been tracking and something else happens. And uh, we're again thrown into chaos. And it's, uh, it's, he's so good. His shows are so good at finding that sweet spot of uh, uh, having the action be about something and, you know, landing the plane amongst the chaos. And that I really feel like we did it with this, uh, with this season finale. And absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, just the whole show in general, so you've done other things, obviously Superstore comes to mind and then this yeah, and other comedic, dramatic. When it comes to a project that you're presented with either a straight offer or perhaps like an audition process, which is how most things come about for actors, what are you looking for in particular as a storyteller? You know, at, at this point, something that feels... Uh new or different uh, okay. for me to explore uh, just from an artist standpoint. And uh, also a huge part of it is personnel involved. Uh, I've been so lucky uh, with having Superstore and uh, American Auto back to back that the people for, like uh, top to bottom on the crew and cast side are just great and fun to work with. And I know that that's not always the case. So I, I I'm, would always want to know who's involved, who's making this, what's their idea for a vision of not just the show, but like how the show will, you know, live and like what the set life will be like. And that's, that's a huge part of it. Yes. Yes. So you did Superstore, which was wildly popular, hilarious, really funny. That show comes to an end, you find out it's done and you have to start looking for work. Are you, do you know a little bit in advance? I don't want to show everybody completely how the lady is sawn in half specifically, but like, do you kind of know like, okay, this might be coming to an end. So I'm sort of always looking for what the next project be. And is it hard to come off the high of that character 
and then just dive right into this project, uh, American Audit? Yeah, always, always hard to leave something you love behind that you know is coming to an end, even if it's the right time for it to come to an end. It's it's really hard. Uh, those you're seeing those people as much as you are your family during the week, and uh, and it's and it's it's tough to walk away from that. Uh, the uh, the the inside baseball of it is it can happen in so many different ways. Uh, uh, I think, especially with the way the industry is now, it's always smart to be thinking of the next step. But you know, you don't want to get up caught in the trap of like you're thinking of the next thirteen steps and you're not yeah. enjoying where you are. And I think with Superstar, I really got to a place where I was in. You know, we were all enjoying where we were, just living for that. And for this specific transition into American Auto, I was just really lucky with the timing where. Justin was coming out with something new and I hadn't really been burned off by Superstore, meaning I wasn't like a, a series regular from the start and uh, or ever. I was just a, a guest star on that. So it felt like I was essentially like a free agent available to go into this new project. And uh, I was just really lucky that it all kind of it all kind of lined up and worked out. You've had some really great comedic moments in both shows. Superstore, I think of when you're in the break room discussing paychecks with people and you're like, I'm making, you know, six figures a year and everybody's like, what? And then of course in American auto, there's several, I think of the hot tub scene where you're in the hot tub with everybody else. <laughs> when you get presented with those scenes and you have to film them, is it just virtually impossible to not break in either moment? Because I don't know how much is written versus how much is improv or if it's maybe a marriage of the two. It, like ultimately like the script that comes in is so close to what you see on TV. These writers are so tight. They are nice and give us room to play and try to find stuff, but it's really tough, you know, especially with American auto to beat what's on the page, you know, super sure there's a little bit more runway because there was, you know, uh, multiple seasons of that and like a lot of episodes and there was, you know, we got a little splashier, I think, about halfway through that series to be able to really take some swings. American Auto is just so tight and so many jokes packed into 22 and a half minutes. Um, in terms of breaking, uh, the hot tub scene you mentioned, I think, was the most I ever broke. I think maybe it's because yeah. I'm a child and fart jokes are always funny to me. Yeah, no but matter what age. Yeah. When you're sitting in a hot tub, and there's literally a, you know, a special effects guy who's used to working on crazy huge like Hollywood movies and he's there now to make sure a fart bubble can come up through the jacuzzi <laughs> and that happens every take it just it's you know I think they maybe even the take that they have if you go back and watch that when that happens you see me turn to the side and I think Harriet turns to the other side while the other lines are happening because we were both dying it was it was it was, it was tough to keep it together that's fun when you have a show like American Auto where there are funny moments and you can tell that a character or an actor might be on the verge of breaking, but they, they are somehow able to keep it in. And it just seems like a natural part of what you're doing. Well, this show is so much fun and you've had some really great moments in it playing this character. I like to always ask when you play a character like this, have you learned anything about yourself that you maybe didn't see before or maybe a characteristic you see in the character you're playing that you can just identify with on a visceral level just as a normal person and like hey i am sort of like this person or a lot like this person in some way yeah i guess like uh you know uh this is good because this will double as my therapy session now too uh oh, I that think was the idea <laughs> but uh, honestly uh the 
the instinct Wesley has to uh, weigh in on everything uh, yes. is an instinct I I have just because I love when people share opinions and conversation and uh, yeah. I. I hope I have a bit more tact than he does. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm coming from a bit more informed place, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, he has this instinct to comment on everything and I am uh, a blabbermouth. And if someone I hear talking about, you know, the TV show they're watching or what they had for dinner last night, I will immediately whip around to that conversation and, and ask them questions and get into it. Cause I, I like talking. That's funny. I think we all know someone who's had every experience in life, done something, and it's kind of like, okay, we get it. Hey, you come know? on, man. Okay, just be, you've lived be life a-, a little bit. We understand. Well, one last question here. Yeah. I know you've done other things with your brother before. Do you ever hang out, run bits by each other, talk about projects, consider doing something together again? Or obviously, you both have wildly successful careers and are doing different things. So it just is, I think, yeah. a question that people would be interested in. I think we're always the, like, in terms of, like, creating with, like, and and running things by, he's the first person I go to whenever cool. I'm about to send out a spec or I have an idea about something and run through it. And same with him. You know, our we we hang out a lot, and uh, it, it's not uncommon for our families to be, you know, uh, our wives and kids hanging out and we're in his kitchen and he's beating out a movie that he has an idea for or vice versa. And that it's, it's the greatest thing ever to have someone with such a great creative mind to bounce ideas off of. And he's also your brother because he knows you more than anyone else. And it's just, yeah, the, the, we're each other's, I think, first go-to for, what do you think about this? That's very cool. Well, congratulations, John. It's been a pure honor chatting with you. We've had you on our radar for a very long time to come on the show. And when the opportunity came, I was like, hell yeah, I would love to talk to him. Congratulations on this, American Thanks, Auto. It's fantastic. And all the other work that you've done. Have a wonderful day, John. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take care. You too. Absolutely. Thank you.